0: Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Today we're talking baseball, softball, Cajun sports with the voice of the Cajuns, Jay Walker. How are you this afternoon? I, look, the weather's been beautiful all week.
1: I've been in a really good mood as a result, just letting you know.
0: You know, speaking of which, which I'm, uh, I'll look at it at some point, but I, I, I understand there's thunderstorms up at ULM, but I, I really don't, couldn't tell you if that was yesterday. Yeah, I,
1: the, the last time I looked at it, it, it said that there was like a 40 to 50% chance of rain each day. Um, but I haven't looked at it yet today until like 10 seconds from now okay. when, I, when I'm looking at it. Um, okay. Uh, 75% chance of rain on Friday, 40% Saturday,
0: 55% on Sunday. All right, so it won't rain. Okay, good enough. Before we get into sports, so one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time, in my opinion, Gordon Lightfoot passed away. Yep, uh, this earlier this week, and I just want to kind of to get your thoughts. I, I the, the sad part is kind of like to me, he's like Otis Redding. Uh, Otis was known for "Dock of the Bay," which I don't think is one of his greatest songs. And, and Lightfoot will be known for The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Which I don't think is one of his greatest songs. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, I think for me, Gordon Lightfoot, has the first song I always think of is If You Could Read My Mind. Okay. Um, his only number one hit was Sundown. Um, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, in a way, is an iconic song. Okay. The, the, the guitar in it is is tremendous. But it's weird in that it's got a verse and a verse and a verse and a verse and a verse. verse. There's no chorus to it. So everything is the same. And it's the same for like seven minutes. (laughs) So, you know, while I appreciate it from a historical, factual standpoint and from a guitar standpoint, it's far from being my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, uh, mine would probably be uh, Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. which uh, tells a story of a, a a knight that travels in which the original one is uh, something like The Adventures of Don Quixote, which is an Italian or Spanish, I believe. Actually, Spanish, I believe. Spanish. And then you have La Man from La Mancha, uh, the movie, which right. uh, garnered a, I don't, uh, but a, a hit, uh, Dream the Impossible Dream. Right. So, and then you've got, uh, you know, this and the original Don Quixote you actually spurred also the Three Musketeers. So so there you have it. Uh, I, I just really enjoy that song. But If You Can Read My Mind is excellent in all ways. And uh, the Sundown, though, remind you of Kenny Rogers' Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town. Yeah, no. No? no. It, it, not not in the the music, but in the words a little bit. I better not keep yeah that, um, I, that.
1: yes uh, yes from a lyrical standpoint never thought about it but yeah you're right
0: okay all right well we've talked about Gordon now we can move on let's let's talk softball tonight raging kaden softball taking on ULM uh-huh i don't uh, i i don't know how to explain ULM softball team but senior day 2014 or so uh, 13, maybe Jordan Wallace is on the mound as a freshman going for a perfect year and can't throw the ball to first base. So ended up losing we, her only loss on the seat, uh, regular season loss. Uh, and I'm not trying to talk about something bad. My point is you can never take ULM for granted. Okay.
1: Tony. And of course the Cajuns play ULM this weekend in baseball also. So I'll just put it very simply. Tony Robichaux had a lot of great ideas. Here's one of them. Only a fool underestimates his opponent. Okay, so there you go. You got to win one to to clinch the number one seed. Um, Go take care of your business. Do not underestimate
0: your opponent. You don't. They have, uh, I believe, the record now is 80 conference yeah. series yeah. in a row. 80. Which is an amazing, amazing record. To me, though, losing the first game seems to piss them off. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to beat them, you got to let them win the first game. If, I, your only chance is winning the second game. I, I I'm with you.
1: You know, I, I even said that to, to one of the players, you know, when they lost the first game at Troy with the walk-off said, they thought they had you. All they did was piss you off. And then they, they went out and just trampled in the next two games. Okay. So I'm at the office earlier today. Here's the thing about softball that that I have to bring up. I'm at the office earlier today and um, you know, every week, Sunbelt news, softball news and notes is sent out to the media. Well, we're reading it. And Matt Hebert and I go, wait, what? Because we're reading it and it says in the notes that seeding for the conference tournament is going to be thusly, okay? The team with the best record is the number one seed the number two seed will be the top team from the other division.
0: There is no other division. Hello?
1: Hello? So either there is another division and they've been ignoring it all year, or there isn't another division. But it appears as though, the way it is written, that Marshall, not South Alabama, will be the number two seed. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, The number one and two seeds get a first-round bye. Number three, you've got to play number six. Number two gets to play somebody who had to play the day before.
0: Do you think that is just someone taking last year's? No, No. because they went ahead and, and they went back to the original thing
1: back before the season started that was sent out to all the teams. And this is what it was, team from the other division. So I guess when it's time to seed the teams, they're going to make believe we have divisions and they're going to give Marshall who already played the worst schedule of anybody. And is going to finish. Don't know that they're going to finish third, but could finish third in overall record. They're going to be the two seed, even though they didn't play Troy, they didn't play South and they didn't play the Cajuns,
0: but The word is, and I'm not sure if it will be this year, but the word is they're getting rid of divisions in football because they don't want a scenario where somebody would. They want the best. There's
1: been there's been talk of that. Okay, I don't I don't know that it's going to happen. There has been talk that it will happen. Uh, I don't think we're to the point we're going to say it's going to happen. Okay. Um. But you know, so my question is: Are they going to suddenly spring this on us for baseball too? Uh, Now, if South Alabama, if uh, Southern Miss has the second best record, then we're okay, All right. But what if Georgia Southern passes up Southern Miss? Are are, are we suddenly at the last minute going to find out that divisions exist when divisions don't really exist? So, you know, I I like to think, no, baseball's not going to be that stupid. But you know, my 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 whole thing is this: if you knew from the beginning that the two seed was going to be the best record in the opposite division, why did you not put the standings according to divisions all year long? I mean, that's effed up, man. I'm just saying.
0: I, I agree. Uh, I, I I think the Sun Belt, who I think is doing a much much better no, job. They're,
1: they're with doing everything. They're doing a terrific job with everything.
0: But this is this
1: is messed up. And, and you I, know, we only have divisions in two sports: football and volleyball. That's it. Okay. Everything else, we're all lumped in together. But then suddenly, for softball, we're going to say, "Okay, divisions," even though we haven't had them all year.
0: Well, you've given me something to look at after uh, we're off the air. Uh Um, That's.
1: So so I texted Sam, okay, who's the senior associate commissioner. And said, when you have a chance, can you call me? I I haven't heard back from you yet. But I I would just like an answer to these questions.
0: Man. I I thought you honestly, I thought you were going to say the rest of them would be seated via RPI. No, which would make more sense. Which would probably make more sense, but nope. If the Cajuns
1: win, they're the number one seed, and Marshall is going to be the number two seed, um, because they is, can't... is it only for those top two? Yes, after that, it's it's wins and losses. So, so as it stands now. Cajuns would be one, Marshall two, South Alabama three, Troy four, Texas State five, James Madison six, because that's the way the standings are as of right now. And of course, they could change this weekend because you know everybody's yeah. got three games left.
0: But uh, yeah, and uh, I've been uh, I've been telling Mr. Russo all all year long I'm not going to Southern Miss baseball because. That's the weekend of the Sunbelt Conference softball tournament. And then for some reason, I wake up today and go, wait a second. It's not that weekend. That's That'll be a softball regional weekend. That'll be a softball regional weekend,
1: and hopefully a Mimson Park.
0: We'll and, and, and I know this because every year, it seems like uh, – I shouldn't say every year, but I'm always looking for – the Cajuns were playing Texas State uh, – at, at Texas State for the baseball tournament, and I drove up to – uh, Oklahoma to watch softball in the, uh, super regional. And when we were at Troy for softball, you for went the, up to Auburn. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I should know better. Yes, you should. It just proves that I, I'm not as smart as I think I am. We all knew that. And I was going to say, you do not have to agree, but that's okay. Okay. All right. All right. right uh, so I'm done with softball. I am too, but it'll be something nice to look at. Uh, baseball last weekend. Uh, uh, just a quick look back at, at some of them. Any uh, surprise out there uh, with 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 the games that played? No,
1: um, there really weren't. I think the teams that were supposed to win won. Now, with maybe one exception, and that was South Alabama getting the series over Troy. Um, Two games to one there. But no, everything else, you know, App State won their series, but I didn't think that they would sweep. Um, I expected Southern Miss to sweep. I expected Georgia Southern to sweep. Um, I expected Texas State and Old Dominion would um would go two to one. Now, since they were playing in Norfolk, I kind of expected maybe Old Dominion to win that series, but Texas State 12 to 11 in 10 innings on the last day. So no, there there were no huge surprises. Nothing that made me go, Oh my god, look at this. Nothing like that.
0: Any surprise to the way Georgia Southern took down ULM? Well, you
1: know, everybody wants to talk about 35 to 8 and 15 to 3. Okay. And, and that's fine. Talk about it all you want to. Friday ULM had a beat. They go into the bottom of the ninth inning, ahead by a run, two outs nobody on. They walk a guy. The next guy hits a ground ball to second and they kick it. And then here comes Noah Ledford. And what does he do? He hits a three run bomb to walk him off. Well, then they go ahead and they get beat 50 to 8, uh, 50 to 11 the last two games. I'll go back to what I said when I first sat down. Only a fool underestimates his opponent. Cam Barlow, who's going to start Friday night, is very capable. He's a quick worker. And um, he's kept him in most of the games that they've been in this year. Now they've had issues, obviously, with their pitching after game one. But but the Cajuns better go locked and loaded because first of all, ULM loves to beat the Cajuns in anything. They're going to be they're going to be fired up for the weekend, and they got a capable guy throwing game one. So
0: you know, Guess go, they go go take care of your business. I guess those that goes back to another coach rope saying is that everybody's got a Friday night start. Everybody's got a. Everybody's got a guy.
1: So. Okay. Everybody's got a guy. So you know, ULM has swung the bat better lately. They haven't pitched very well, except for Barlow, and then you know a guy toward the end. I think Orton's done a pretty good job in, in the bullpen for him. But um, look, they've got a team ERA of eight. Now, part of that has to do with the fact that they gave up as many runs as they did this past weekend. But I'm, um, you, you still got to go play man. And, and look, this is a crucial weekend for the Cajuns
0: crucial. I think it sets the tone for the rest of the, the, the season.
1: I think that this is going to decide whether we have a shot at a top six seed or whether you have a shot to not make the tournament.
0: Absolutely. Sad part is I'm, I'm looking at some of the, you know, uh, Shuffler, is that how you pronounce his name, Henry Shuffler? Mm-hmm. Um, big right-handed pitcher, 6'7", 220. Looks like a, a could be a formidable guy, but he gave up four home runs in the game Saturday against uh, Georgia Southern. Back to back to back to back. Yeah. Four, yep, four consecutive home runs. It, it's just – and at first I really thought it was on four pitches, but I went back and looked. It was not because – I, I was telling somebody I I, I I reached to the side of my chair to pick up my drink, took a drink of it, and uh, when I when I look back up, I t- I'm taking a drink and they're showing a home run. So I'm thinking, okay, it's a replay. Nope, there goes another run on the scoreboard. I go back to put my drink down on the table, look up. There's another home run try. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking replay. Wrong. Another score goes up. on Yeah, that. yeah. It was uh, it was crazy. It was it was just uh, and. and and quite honestly, the kid may come out and throw great against us. Um, it's, it's it's just uh, not – not. it's never a good time to play ULM, and I think that's going to be even more so right now. Uh, now, I messed up uh, all of my standings. Here we go. Um, let's go back to last weekend, Coastal Carolina. Yes. I honestly thought it was the best three-game series the Cajuns played – take away one inning, the seven innings on on Friday, seven runs.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm with you, you know, something that we talked about before the series, something that Danny Reed mentioned last week in the, in the little podcast that we did that turned out to be spot on is if you're out there and coastal gets the lead man on, it's not a question of if it's a question of how many. Now, if you look nine on Friday, they had what 11 on saturday or whatever it was okay and then and then the, the the 3 on sunday there were two innings that they scored in which they didn't get the lead man on and one was friday night the solo home run with with one man out and then sunday the two out homer both of them were hit by nick lucky there was only one time all weekend that they got the lead man on that they didn't score they got the lead man out, and then the Cajuns turned to double play with the next hitter. And then the third guy made an out. Other than that, here's what held true. If they get the lead man on, they're going to score.
0: It's it's and,
1: and really, overall, the Cajuns did a really good job of that. Because if you if you go back and look, Coastal scored in three innings on Friday. They scored in three innings on Saturday. And then they scored in three innings on Sunday, but um, the two solo home runs. And then, well, they were also, they had three solo home runs. No, two solo home runs in the game. And then the third one, an unearned run, when the lead man got on. Uh,
0: I think what, which is sad, which got lost in it was Christie's performance on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was superb. You know, the guys now pitched against the number one team in America and the number six team in America um, and shut them both down. And you know, one of the things that you start looking at down the stretch now is the Cajuns two best relievers early in the season, Cooper Rawls and David Christie, are now Probably starters because of your injuries that you have with the pitching staff. Because Hammond's down, McGee he's down, Toyt's down, and so you've got your two best relievers now starting, which means your bullpen now is very thin.
0: And I think what's different than that on years past, it's so late in the season they're yeah. moving to starters, where you know you had uh, last year with Schultz and 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 Tally early in the season, week three or week four, they kind of moved into that starting role. And
1: that gave you a chance to build your bullpen a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're going to, you know, Matt Deggs made the comment and he made it Monday and then he made it again Monday night. He said that nazoo is going to start tomorrow and we'll go from there. And, and he said, we will do whatever we have to do to win the game in front of us. Now, if that means he's going to start in a zoo and he has to bring Christie in, well, then he's going to bring Christie in, and we'll worry about Sunday on Sunday.
0: I, I at this point in the season, and I was talking with Kevin Foote about it. I just think it's it's one of those things that you every game is critical now. Mm-hmm. Every every game means so much more. But at the same time, you've at some point you're going to see these guys. I thought Cash is. Uh, uh, has pitched unbelievable. He's he's done a nice job. I think it's time for Tommy Ray to step up, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, but, you know, some of these guys at the back of the bullpen are going to see some innings this weekend because it's going to be a need. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know, hopefully with uh, with Nazoo on Friday, you know, he's, he needs to get him deep, okay? He needs to get into the sixth or seventh inning. It can't be one of those. Okay, it starts to get the way in the fourth, so we got to go to the bullpen.
0: We'll see. Um, Kind of a weird uh, week, though. On the, I know we're skipping around a little bit, but back to the Sun Belt. Kind of a little bit of a. I mean, Charlotte goes to Coastal and beats them seven to three on Tuesday night. Uh, You know, even the Southern Miss Tulane game was Fairly close, I think, think, until about the sixth or seventh inning. I think Tulane actually might have been up, but but you know, not a very good week for the Sun Belt, uh, uh in, in midweek game.
1: No, I watched the Liberty Old Dominion game, uh, yesterday evening, yep, and that was a really good ball game. And uh, Liberty got the walk off in the bottom of the ninth inning, and um, and man, they had it. They had the runners on with nobody out, and they struck out two guys in a row, and then the third guy got a base hit and went to winning run score. Um, but you're right. It wasn't a great week as far as midweek games are concerned. Yeah, I, Cajun, Cajuns didn't uh, contribute to that because they didn't
0: play. Yes. Um, lots of baseball this weekend, though. James Madison, James Madison and Marshall playing in Charleston – um we've seen both teams. What do you think happens there?
1: Well, you know, Marshall's in free fall right now. You know, they've and and look, I still don't think that they're terrible. Okay. I mean, I watched them play and I thought they were okay. Um, but they're they're not they're not playing very well. You know, I would love to see. Let me tell you what I hope happens. And then what I think is going to happen. I think James Madison sweeps that series. I hope Marshall gets one. Uh, App State and Coastal Carolina. Uh, I think uh, Coastal uh, is primed to win two out of three, but I want them to sweep. Old Dominion and Arkansas State. I want to see Arkansas State get one. Uh, Georgia Southern and Troy. Uh, as much as you know, when I'm I'm just looking at it from what helps the Cajuns. I just assume Georgia Southern sweep that series. Um. Georgia State and Texas State I'd like to see Georgia State get one there and South Alabama and Southern Miss I hope the Eagles sweep them. Wow. Okay. Because look, right now you've got Coastal, then you have two games with Southern Miss and then two and one game behind that is Georgia Southern. And then you've got a whole bunch of teams separated by one game. And if the whole thing for the Cajuns is you want to finish in the top six, then the teams that you're right there tied with, App State, Troy, ODU, uh, South Alabama, Georgia State, I'm not rooting for any of those teams this weekend.
0: Great point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but, yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it's I find it not interesting, but – and, again, I – it really doesn't mean nothing. But the two top teams, uh, Coastal and Southern Miss have two of their last three series at home. Mm-hmm. So advantage them. Yep. And then you, you know, you're going down, Georgia Southern has two on the road, but then Texas State, two at home. But you know, it, it's one of those things. How much do you think home in a way is gonna
1: Oh, I think it means something, you know. I think it means something. Now, you know, just because you're playing at home doesn't mean you win. Yeah. Okay, you still gotta go out and play. But I think, you know, you ask anybody, they say, well, we'd rather play at home. You know, I I don't think you're going to, oh, gee, I really like the fact we're going on the road for two of our lives. I said no one ever.
0: I I agree totally with that statement. Uh, But it may be one of those things, too, for a team like the Cajuns, it might be better for them to get away from some of the noise around here.
1: Depends on how it depends on whether or not your team is listening to the stuff that your fans are saying. And, you know, I think sometimes we blow that part of it out of proportion.
0: I, I agree but, totally. Um,
1: look, let's, let's, let's go up take care of business this weekend. And then uh, we'll worry about the last two series. You know, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to take for the Cajuns to finish in the top six. Um, I think for them to go nine and O is not reasonable when you look at who you're playing the last two weekends. Yes. Um, but, but, it, but it starts this weekend. You got to go up and take care of your business.
0: Texas state playing better ball baseball now. Yeah. More consistent. I would yeah. say.
1: Hey, well, you know, I, Levi Wells had, had a, a patch where he, he didn't pitch all that well, but now he's back to being Le- Levi Wells and, and they're, they're getting good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, Zach Wood is is going on Sunday now. Tony Roby pitches on Saturday. I, I think they're set up to win most of the series that they play. Um, you know, the Cajuns are going to have to play really good baseball next week when they come to town. But at the same time, I'm just here to say, that is not the Texas State team we had last year. Right. Okay? They're not. I think they're still a good ball club. but But I don't think that they're as – Oh my God, these guys are really good. Um, I don't think they're quite that good. They're trying to play their way into a regional, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how they do the next uh, the next three weekends. They got Georgia State this weekend, and then they come to us. And uh, I don't even know what they have the the, the last weekend.
0: They, they are MLM. home against ULM.
1: Okay, so they're going to be in really good shape the fo- the final weekend. Um, Georgia State is capable of, of winning a game. I don't think they're capable of winning two in San Marcus. Uh, and we'll see how Texas state does when they come to Russo park next week.
0: All right. Any last words of wisdom or something that we may have glossed over
1: now? I, I don't think so. You know, I, I, I think you're getting to the point now. Where now you can start looking and say, okay, here's what these teams need to do to accomplish this particular goal. Um, we'll have a better idea again next weekend, but it's been um, you know, things are starting to shake out. look here here is here's something that we know. Marshall, ULM and Arkansas State are not going to qualify for the conference tournament. The question becomes who is the fourth team? Is it James Madison? Is it Georgia State? Is it South Dallas Is it the Cajuns? Is it Old Dominion? Is it Troy? I, all of those teams are capable of finishing 11th. So um, we'll see. Fun time of the year. Oh, always. How are your Dodgers doing? Uh, they actually won six in a row. Max Muncy hit a walk-off grand slam to beat the Phillies yesterday. And they are in first place in the West by a game and a half,
0: 19 and 13. I, I love this time of year. I, I-, I tell people in the, in, I watch parts of 10 to 20 baseball games a night. <laughs> I'm flipping around with the three TVs up. Yeah. And I, how much of it I actually see, I don't know. But I just know I'm screaming at the TV at my Reds, and they're playing San Diego. Or they've just – actually, I think they have one more 3 o'clock today. No, they played at 3 yesterday, so they're off today, I believe. But, yeah, it's uh, – I love, love baseball season. Yeah, I
1: know. I know. Isn't it great?
0: It's absolutely awesome. Well, Jay, as always, thank you for your time. Uh, we'll see you up in uh, Monroe. Looking forward to the trip. Somewhat, <laughs> it's Monroe. It's
1: it's Monroe,
0: but it's baseball.
1: But it's baseball. You don't have to drive, and I've got a a bottle of uh, Four Roses single barrel.
0: You know, I thought that's what I was thinking. I was going to bring up as well. I might have to. I might have to uh, to get a bottle of Angels Angels Envy bourbon. There you go. Not the rye. It's too expensive for me. I don't know, oh, but it's so good. I know it is. All right. You've been listening. And we're talking. We've been talking Raging Cajun Sports and uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Rest in peace, Gordo. So thanks for listening. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it. Share it. Put it in your podcast.
1: Broadcast it. Or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.